0: This is The World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. Police in Sri Lanka fired tear gas at protesters in Colombo following the news that Ranil Vikramasinghe, the Prime Minister, was appointed interim president after Gotabaya Rajapaksa fled to the Maldives on a military jet. The Speaker of Parliament issued a statement that Mr Rajapaksa had contacted him and reiterated his promise to resign on Wednesday. Mr Vikramasinghe declared a nationwide state of emergency. Conservative MPs began voting on Wednesday in their party's leadership contest, the winner of which will replace Boris Johnson as Britain's Prime Minister. The eight candidates will be whittled down to two for an election among the Tory party's members. Early frontrunners include Rishi Sunak, a former finance minister whose resignation last week triggered Mr Johnson's departure, and Liz Truss, the foreign secretary. China says it used naval and air forces to drive away an American destroyer that sailed close to the disputed parasol islands in the South China Sea on Wednesday. The U.S. Navy claims that the USS Benfold was simply asserting navigational freedoms in line with international law. But China's government accused America of provoking tensions by violating its territorial waters and followed the ship. Vietnam and Taiwan also claim the waters around the parasols. Twitter sued Elon Musk to try to force the world's richest man to honour his agreement to buy the social media company for $44 billion. A court in Delaware is to decide whether the mercurial boss of Tesla and SpaceX can walk away from the acquisition. Twitter's share price has fallen sharply since the deal was struck, and then fallen still more since Mr. Musk indicated that he would renege on it. The committee probing the January 6th insurrection provided evidence of an unhinged meeting in which White House lawyers faced off against Donald Trump's advisers, who sought to keep him in power. The next day, Mr. Trump tweeted that there would be a wild protest in Washington on January 6th. Video from violent far-right groups suggested that they viewed the tweet as a call to arms and the resulting riot as a revolution. Economic growth in Britain rebounded in May after two consecutive months of decline. GDP increased by 0.5% over the previous month, higher than most forecasts. Growth was driven by increased construction activity and a boom in the health services sector. Businesses reported higher fuel and electricity costs were forcing them to increase prices. Ukraine claimed to have struck an ammunition store in Kherson, a Russian-occupied region in the south of the country. The strike has been attributed to recently acquired long-range rockets from America. Officials in the Russian-backed administration said some civilians had been killed. Meanwhile, the governor of Donetsk, a region in the east, said Russia was rallying troops there for a new offensive. And fact of the day. November 15th, 2022 the date on which the UN thinks the global population will reach 8 billion.
1: And now, here's a deeper look at the day ahead. Gotta be found before he can go. Days after protesters turfed the Sri Lankan president out of his palace, the country remains in limbo. Gotabaya Rajapaksa says he will step down on Wednesday, but his whereabouts are unknown. Protests erupted in March over extended power cuts. Installing a new prime minister, Ranel Vigermasinghe, failed to appease Mr. Rajapaksa's critics. On July 9th, protesters demanded both men go. Anger towards the president and his family, many of whom also held plum posts, is at fever pitch. On Tuesday, Basil Rajapaksa, a brother and a former finance minister, was prevented from leaving the country. Parliament intends to choose a new president on July 20th. The main opposition party has nominated its leader, Sajith Premadasa. Mr. Vikramasinghe is a contender, too. Meanwhile, Mr. Rajapaksa is in a bind. If he resigns, he loses his immunity and may face charges for his role in the country's economic collapse. Moreover, in a view of ordinary Sri Lankans' anger, his personal safety cannot be guaranteed. Joe Biden's aimless trip to the Middle East Even Israeli officials acknowledge that they are a sideshow of the tour. On Wednesday, Joe Biden arrives for his first visit to the Middle East as president. During his stay in the Holy Land, he will meet with Israel's new caretaker, Prime Minister, Yair Lapid, as well as Palestinian leaders. His itinerary also includes a visit to a Holocaust memorial site and a tour of the church where Jesus is believed to have been born. The more interesting leg of his trip starts on Friday, in Jeddah. As president, Mr. Biden has avoided Mohammed bin Salman, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, loathed by Democrats for his dismal human rights record and chummy ties with Donald Trump. But with oil hovering around $100 a barrel, Mr. Biden hopes to persuade the Saudis to pump more. And he wants to nudge them towards normalizing relations with Israel. It may be a wasted trip. Oil producers have little spare capacity, and the Saudis are in no rush to open an embassy in Tel Aviv, let alone Jerusalem. Forget Musk. Twitter is overdue a shake-up. Elon Musk's acquisition of Twitter was advertised as one of the biggest buyouts in history. Now it threatens to become, instead, one of the ugliest disputes. This week, Twitter is expected to file a lawsuit against Mr. Musk for pulling out of the $44 billion deal. The judge could allow Mr. Musk to walk away with a penalty of as little as $1 billion. Alternatively, he could order the Tesla founder to complete the deal at the agreed price. But whoever prevails in court, Twitter has bigger problems to reckon with. While Facebook has soared to 1.9 billion daily users, Twitter has reached just 230 million. Younger upstarts, notably TikTok, have lapped it. Its product has stagnated and revenue growth is disappointing. Although nearly all of Twitter's money is made from advertising, it controls less than 1% of worldwide digital ad spending. Private ownership once looked as if it might enable the shakeup Twitter needs. Instead, the Musk affair may become yet another distraction from the urgent task at hand. Inflation Rears Its Head Again in America The upward march in prices can feel relentless. On Wednesday, data for June are expected to show that inflation in America reached an annual pace of 8.8%, marking yet another four-decade high. The recent decline in oil prices means this might prove to be the peak. But that is scant comfort for people struggling with everything, from food to flights and haircuts to rents, becoming more expensive. The immediate matter of interest for financial markets is what another high-inflation reading will mean for the Federal Reserve. Most analysts reckon the Fed will raise interest rates by three-quarters of a percentage point later this month, notching up a second consecutive jumbo rate rise. In turn, investors are reducing their expectations for future inflation rates, just as the Fed intends. Unfortunately, they are doing the same for future growth. That is something the Fed cannot avoid. Gardening rodents Gophers love to dig. Their signature mounds are the bane of gardeners and farmers across Central and North America. But man and rodent have more in common than they may realize. According to a recent study published in the journal Current Biology, gophers might be the only mammal other than humans that qualify as farmers. Tunneling is hungry work, yet gophers rarely forage on the surface. That has presented a puzzle, since zoologists at the University of Florida realized gophers could not be getting enough energy from the food they encounter as they dig. When the researchers investigated further, they found the gophers kept alive, the roots of plants growing down into the burrows like stalactites. These roots, which are fertilized with the gopher's waste, in turn provide food for the animals. Admittedly, this requires a loose definition of farming. Cultivation is closer to the mark. But gophers are exhibiting impressively complex behavior. Whether this will nurture any affection among the farmers whose fields they undermine, however, is doubtful.
0: <laughs>
1: Daily Quiz Wednesday, which Methodist preacher founded the Salvation Army? Tuesday, which member of the Monty Python group trained as a doctor? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Kate Shepard, who died on this day in 1934. Do not think your single vote does not matter much. The rain that refreshes the parched ground to start listening.